It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 15th day of... Is this Jan... This January 2016... We're here today with our co-host, uh, Jay Basser, and our guest speaker today is uh, James Cripps. Uh, he hadn't quite made it on yet, but we'll get fired up here and have the airways warmed up so when he gets on board, he had a doctor's appointment, so uh, he thought he'd be here by now. But anyway, uh, how are you doing today, John? Oh, buddy, I can't be better. Did you get to watch the debates last night? Oh, yes. Yes, I watched some uh, incandescent content. (laughs) uh, I thought uh, uh, they seem to be getting better at these debates. And uh, I like the way... Uh, they bring up the veterans uh, and say uh, how they realize that the veterans not got a fair shake and uh, something needs to be done about it. And that uh, I think they probably all fairly well agree that uh, they get elected, they're going to take care of the veterans. Uh not to say this uh, this ain't old news for veterans. Uh, I always hear it, but let's uh, hope well, that uh, one of them will honor their word if they get in the right place, uh, position, uh, uh, and take proper care of the veterans. We have to look at it two points, Gerald. I mean, I understand all these guys are trying to get a job, and it's you know, they're going to spend millions of dollars to get a $450,000-a-year job, you know, which I really never could understand that. But, you know, veteran issues are my more, my main objective and my main, you know, but that's our livelihood. Um, the treatment of the veterans are, is, you know, that's one of the main importance, and that's the reason it had this in existence today, you know, is because veterans have been dissed by the Department of Veterans Affairs and the regional office to get their claims, you know, uh, properly adjudicated in a timely manner or fairly, and that's the biggest issue is fair adjudication because, you know, uh, as well as I do, and 14,000 other people who are members of that site agree with us, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, not all claims are adjudicated fairly, and a very high number are not. So, you know, there needs to be something done internally within the VA in order to change that system and change a mindset. It's a mindset is what it is. And they've had, uh, they put, uh, over the past several years, they keep putting several, several packs of Band-Aids. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, Mr. Band-Aid, Bam Brand-Aid's probably sold every pack they had to the VA putting Band-Aids on their bullcrap. Well, that's because. true. And, and, you know, another main issue is that they're not consistent from one uh, regional office to another, and that's always problematic. Uh, uh, and why that is, 
no one's been able to explain it to me anyway uh, why that should be. I mean, they're operating under the same rules and regulations, uh, 38 CFRs, and uh, that's supposed to apply to the whole country uh, nationwide. That's federal uh, laws. And uh, so why does the treatment vary from one RO to the next RO? Uh, that don't that's, make very, sense. that's simple. That's simple. It's very simple if you look at it. They're a big organization, a lot of people. Um, it's a people on power trips. They think that, you know, they're above this and that. Uh, what they need to do is be brought down a couple notches and be put back in line. They need to have a quality assurance program VA-wide and have the VA people, the quality assurance folks, at the regional office work, not for the regional office, but somebody else outside of the regional office, and that person be over each regional office or, or, or the whole thing, let them make some decisions. It has to be done according to the correct quality assurance and laws and regulations governing the body of the VA. That would cut well, there has on. To be a, uh, there has to be an element of accountability there, and right. and that's why it's gotten out of hand because uh, for some whatever reason uh, there appears to be no uh, uh, accountability, uh, and so that's allowing each regional office to. Uh, uh, more or less set up their own criteria and their own set of rules. And uh, uh, that's why we got such a mess we have. Well, I mean, again, the quality insurance system would cut down on uh, remands. It would cut down on BVA appeals. It would cut down on denials. It would entirely, it would enhance the whole system. It would cut down on court cases because it would make the system work. You know, and that's what you need. Because a lot of this stuff is just simple mistakes. And a lot of the mistakes are not caused by the veteran. A lot of them are caused by your representation. Some of these VSOs out there can screw your claim up so bad, buddy, you're stunk for years. Oh, that's, that's so true. And It happened to me. I can tell you the truth. You know, I've seen you know some of this stuff. So, And it's, it's sad. VSOs... By the time you realize that possibly the one you have is don't really have your best interests at hand, uh, you've wasted a lot of precious time and energy. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, when you this is critical when you first file the claim, you get that claim off on the wrong foot and you're in trouble. Tell you that it cost you years, years. Yeah, I do want to point out some of the debate last night. Um, one of the candidates, you know, was had it is uh, not uh, a website that promotes politics. Uh, you know, which they, you know, that's good. You know, it's because had it's that way, so we don't promote politics. But one of the candidates actually came out with a plan. You know, to actually, and it's fight for ISIS is to go over there and take their oil. You know blow them up and take their oil and ship it back here and sell it and use the proceeds to actually pay to give the money to the veterans. And this candidate was also asked if he'd won that Powerball, what he would have done with the money, he would have gave it to the veterans. Now, the VA 
is based on the manufacturing economy. That's, that's how VA compensation is based. You know, and I guess it's an average or whatever, you know. So does anybody know what the average wage is in the economy for, say, if you work at Ford or Toyota or General Motors or Chrysler or in that type of environment? What's the guys make drill, do you know? I don't know. Uh, for them companies, uh, some of them make $20, $22 an hour, don't they? Uh, you had the benefits as close to 30 Oh, 30 <laughs> Yeah. So there's an average there. The average is not 30 But So I see you guys making 30 So 30 bucks an hour is $60,000 a year. And VA comp is $2,900, $3,000 a month. So that's $36,000 a year. So I guess the veteran's making about half of what he's supposed to or a little bit less. So, you know, that average is probably a little bit lower because then you've got some other companies that come in there that don't pay nothing. They try to rip their employees off and stuff. And so, you know, that's, you know, but I think the cost of living has increased over that over the years. And now out of the last eight years, okay, guys, out of the last seven years, four out of those seven years, we've got a cost of living raise. Three out of those seven years, we have got what? How much do we get, Gerald? Nothing. D-I-D-D-L-Y. We got diddly, including last year. Yeah. So now if you're a Social Security recipient or a VA recipient or a federal employee who, by the way, has gotten one half of 1% in seven years, one half of 1% in seven years. Uh, you guys need to remember that this time, okay? And the person driving that truck that got you all them big raises, who's driving that truck? I think it's time for a new truck driver, girl. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, we're going to it'll be time for, I think it's time for a new truck and company. <laughs> yeah, a new truck and company. Mm. But uh, that's true. Uh, mm. And uh, my lands, uh, prices are going up. They're not coming down. Uh, right. Prices right at the moment think, coming down. But I believe that's going to be short-lived. Uh, uh, no, actually, fool's going to go way down here. You know what happened, don't you? We just opened up Iran- Iranian oil. Oh, that's true. That's true. Where's it going to go? Well, probably go to the highest bidder. And oil is less than $30 a barrel. It's probably, it could drop down as low as $10 a barrel. It's going to shut them down in this country, Dwellin. Mm. I think it already has. But. Uh-huh. But hey, <laughs> gas blow a dollar a gallon? Well, it's still over a dollar a gallon. We we might never we'll never get a cost of living raise again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Okay. 
They take it off the ship out there in Long Beach, California, and they got these cranes and they offload the ship, and they put it on. They put these mill vans on these these things, and they send it over to rail cars. They put it on these rail cars to ship it across the country to these uh, the, to these warehouses. Okay, these rail these trains get the best gas mileage anything made. You know that. Uh, for what they do, right. I would say they're yeah. pretty economical. So, right, so their cost is not really that much increased, okay? It costs them more to truck them to the stores, okay? So they got to raise their price. It's all, it's all, uh, it's all scare tactics, okay? So they, 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 they get scared and raise their prices, okay? All of a sudden, fuel comes back down to where it should be or less, and those prices are 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 soaked up in 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 the store, you know. They got used to that high price, and guess what? That instantly comes profit. Guess what? Doesn't come back down. <laughs> the prices. Right, and we call that what? That gouging. Gouging Money and greed. Gouging. That's right. So, you know that's. That's what we look at. So, but you know, I don't own any stores, so you know, that's. I guess I'm not a tributary. Don't make any money off that. Don't make any money off a radio show either. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the pay here. Yes, who we I got? Believe, I believe James <laughs> made it. Yeah, I think he's here. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the first. Agent Orange Conus Award awardee, Mr. James Cripps. How you doing, James? Good. Good. Uh, sorry I'm late. Had to make a VA appointment this morning. and I thought I had it made, but they sent me down for some x-rays, and they had a brand-new machine and a brand-new uh, technician. So that took a little while, and then I had to drive by the county service office and drop some paperwork off to turn in a fully developed notice of disagreement. And I'm done. FD nod. Go get him, James. Get him. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I asked him the other day if it was possible to turn in a fully developed nod. And we all got a good laugh out of it, but as it turns out, it is possible to do that. Yes, it is. It's a claim. Yes, sir. It is. Yeah, we're expecting a decision. Uh, the regional law office said they wanted it uh, done and finished by March. I don't yeah. know how much uh, how much of that uh, bears any weight, but uh, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Well, some of the things I've seen on that, James, is uh, you can do a full developed nod. Uh, what actually really helps you in that situation is if, if you've got a regional office, like uh, if you have a veteran that's a far that's of advanced age. So if a veteran is 90 years old or older, I've seen things like that fly really quick. Right. Right. And uh, so, but uh, if, you know, that full develop is probably the fastest way to go. And I'm glad you did like that. And that veteran ought to pat you on the back. Good job. You know, uh, my stepfather had a stroke, and they carried him in to the VA, Nashville VA, by ambulance. And it was in two or three o'clock in the morning. So I went in the waiting room there, and it was dark in there. I turned on the lights. And I woke a fellow up that was sitting over in the corner, and I got to talking to him. His son was a Afghanistan veteran, and they didn't expect him to live till daylight. And I got to talking to him about what kind of service connection there was, and there was none. 
So I notified the uh, proper people there at the hospital, uh, namely the environmental uh, guy there. And let me tell you, they got to work, and the guy died just after daylight. But before he died, he was 100% service connected. I've never seen anything... You know, so many people got in on that so quick, uh, and they got it done. Well, now, that's uh, that's an exception to the rule. That's an exception yeah. to the rule. Uh, uh, but there should be a lot more of that. I mean, you know. Uh, well, that proves it can be done. It proves, it, proves it, it can, can be, be done. done. If it can be done overnight, it can be done surely in a week, you know. Yeah. No, that proves something else, James. That proves that you were meant to be there and you were in the right place at the right time because if you weren't there, it would have never happened. I really, be- I really do believe that. Oh. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, that veteran, you know, he he passed away, but his family owes you for that because, you know, that's uh, the grace as good as your heart. You got that started for him. Well, they they owe a higher authority than I am. Um, yeah, it was no coincidence that I walked in and turned that light on and woke that fellow up. Uh, but, you know, that, that makes me think back before the backlog, if we can think that far back or if there was even a period like that where you could walk into your regional office, fill out the paperwork, file a claim, and get a notification, you know, pretty quick within a week or so. Was there ever a time like that? I would think there was. It had to be back when it all first started, I suspect. I would think that. You know, the exams would have to be done, um, a C&P, but if there was no backlog, you know, it's... I wasn't scheduled for for a uh, uh, knee X-ray this morning. They examined both knees. I had a primary care appointment, and I mentioned a knee problem of last Saturday. And she just told me, "When you get finished here, go down to X-ray. They'll X-ray." And I wasn't down there thirty minutes. Uh, and it, it, you know, that that was just off the cuff. And it looks like at some time in the past long before me, the regional office might have operated that way. I think they very well could have. Uh, I don't know what happened to the the claims process it, or the comp, compensation process, but something drastically happened. Uh, I imagine that could be tracked down uh, somehow. Uh, I go back through the records of old archives and see what the standard time was for getting a claim filed. I would think most claims were settled up in less than 90 days. It probably 30 to 60 or maybe 90 days on the worst ones. Let me give you some insight, gentlemen. Some history. I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe it was due to 
a lack of accountability. It became okay to be five days late, and then it became okay to be 10 days and then 30 days, and, think, and nobody uh, was accountable, so it just grew. It grew, uh, yeah. It's like a festering sower. Look at it now. Well, back in the old days, you know, back in the 40s and 50s, you'd submit a claim. Everything was done on paper, you know, and you had no court back then. Remember that, right? Right. So everything was everything was done and adjudicated that way. If you yeah, submit a claim, original decision, original decision, that was it. That was it. If they wanted to throw your claim away, they throw it away, and, and you had no leg stand on it. Your word against theirs. Uh, this happened up. <laughs> yeah, really. But this happened up until they started using the old word. Back in the 70s, big time 60s and 70s, and the first part of the 80s uh, was the old, your claim is not well-grounded. That's back when they had doctors and they had the rating boards. You remember those? Right. Right. Well-grounded claim. They would, it don't matter what they'd say. They'd use those words to every claim and throw it out. So finally, the attorneys finally got wise, and they and they, we got the BCA in that started changing stuff. And then uh, Agent Orange came along, this young lady named Beverly Niemer got sick and tired of the way they did her husband and popped the federal suit on them and won. And next thing you know, they're having to backtrack and uh, undo a bunch of crap they did. And, uh, you know, they started getting their hands slapped a little bit in court. And then, uh, there, then there was a lot of decisions that followed, you know, that actually slapped their hands. And, of course, a lot of these older guys were the negativity people that always denied stuff. They started retiring, and newer guys started taking over, you know. So it's all, you know, it's all through attrition and transition. And I think it's getting better now. But I think the oh, backlog is still there. No doubt about it. Yeah. No doubt about it. You they're know. getting better. I think Bob McDonald Company's done a pretty good job, except for the when they got rid of Alison Hickey. That kind of sucked. I think maybe, maybe Shinseki did more to get it turned around because of the lack of what he did than McDonald has done to turn it around. I think all well, of this is Bob, a result of, of Shinseki. He really let me down. I had had really good faith in him. Shinseki got set up, I think, you know, the underlings under him, you know, they, I think they look at him as a figurehead. I think they were the ones kind of in charge, you know, and he was just there, you know, he was just a body. So, you know, I think they kind of undermined him and went around, you know, went around him. And then when they started, you know, these people, they started cracking down through the hearings and stuff, you know, these people, then they started listening up, but it, it had gone too far. And then when Phoenix came out, that was it. That was, the, you know, that was the end of Shinseki right there. Yeah, it was just business as usual. Yes. From yes, the bottom right. up, not from the top down. Right. So, you know, Bob's got another year left because I'm sure there's going to be another one in office here in about a year. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to get a whole lot better, if you know what I mean. You know, four years ago, in December of 11, I filed a claim for loss of use of right hand and right foot. Um. Uh, they kept sending me for C&P exams for neuropathy. They called it neuropathy. Right. Uh, but finally they did uh, in August of this year, they made a decision, lost the use of right hand and right foot. Uh, 
it took them eight weeks to notify me of the decision after the decision was made. There was no excuse for that. They gave me an L award. Okay. And then they gave me a bump to the M award because of another 100% permanent total scheduler disability. And then I've got a third one that they didn't even mention. Uh, but I got to uh, I got to looking at it, and I talked to Ask Nod. Well, okay. And you talked to the right yeah, you 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 talk to somebody with his knowledge. You know, you I'm lucky to be able to to converse with somebody that has his knowledge. But what they should have done, as mandated by law, on any new 100% scheduler, permanent total total decision, and I don't even think it's got to be scheduled how you will work. They have to at least consider aid and attendance. And they didn't do that. They failed to do that. Um, And that's the cue. Now, L is is the SMC for aid and attendance, right? Right. But it's not the only one because loss of of two, two limbs is also an L. Right. And if you have two conditions that fall between L and N and a half, then you slide all the way down to O. And they fail right. to do that. You um, should be O. Okay. But now they're going to have to give me the O. Uh, they're going to have to give me the aid and attendance. The only question is whether I'm going to get aid and attendance at an R1 rate or an R2. I think I qualified R2. But if they do, I'm done. There's nowhere else to go. <laughs> no, you're as far as you can go. Thing. That's a good thing. Now, your, uh, your loss of use, is it based on neurological? Um, it's secondary to the diabetes. Okay. It started out as neuropathy. It just got worse and worse and then became a claw hand. Um. And just loss of use of foot. I wear an AFO. I've lost the uh, parental nerve, which is automatically yeah. loss of use. All uh, right. So, so yeah, I've lost the parental foot. nerve and wear an AFO, and, and then I've got a claw hand on the right. So you've got uh, a Griffin Clover foot use. drop. Oh uh, yeah. This is called yeah. Okay. But yeah. they well, were they were trying to rate it. They were trying to rate it. The last rating I had was 40% in each limb for neuropathy. So now I have uh, foot drop and loss of use of right hand at 100%, and then I still carry the 240s in my left side, my extremities. I'm glad you got it, James. I'm just just sad that you have to have it. You know what I mean? Well... You know, if you if you have to have it, then you might as well get your entitlement. That's true, because I mean, you got other a lot of other issues too going on too. You know, it just makes it hard. You know, especially with your car acting. Yeah. Things like that yeah. you've got. Yeah. You know. Uh, and you know, being able to do as little as I can do, I don't have anything else to do but sit around and do research and make sure my decisions are right and if not follow the notice of disagreement and 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 make them make it right you know at one time not all that long ago 
they were garnishing my Social Security disability checks for medication co-payments that I couldn't make. Uh, mm-hmm. They fooled around on my decision long enough that mo- both of my kids on their student loans and working their way through school graduated college. I can't get that back. Um, right. There's no way to get it back. You can't super recruit? No. You need to call last night if back. You, if on the initial claim, if you included college education for my kids, Chapter 35 benefits, you can make them go back and pay it. Mm-hmm. But being you didn't ask for it on the initial claim, you can't do it. No, you didn't have to ask for it, James. Because that's an ancillary benefit awarded. That's not something you file a claim for. You need to call back Asnod and talk to him. I believe he'll he'll help you on that because I think he's doing something similar to that. You want to check on it? I think where I've read something where he's doing I'll do that. I'll take good advice. You need to check on it because that's an ancillary benefit. Don't be mistaken. Uh, any time you got, any time you have children, okay. Even though the VA treats everything like a claim, okay. It's still listed by law as an ancillary benefit. Even though the VA treats it as a claim, it's not really a claim by law. It's an entitled benefit that is a rider on your benefit. Uh, Education benefits, Chapter 35 and CHAMP VA, is an ancillary benefit to people that are rated 100% permanent total. Okay? Uh, Yeah. You don't have to ask for it. By the time they they uh, were eligible for Chapter 35, they were already out of college. They had yeah, put their as your effective date. As long as your effective date covers their college time, their college period they were in college, you should have a check coming your way. I think it would do that. Okay. Because my that's, effective that's, date was uh, back to 2005. Right. Uh, get with Alex. They were in college at that That'll be a slam dunk. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll have to check into that. Okay. Yep. You take every. You get every benefit you're entitled to. Yeah, and I've got an adopted daughter. Uh, she actually started college on Chapter Thirty Five benefits, but yep. you know how these kids are. Uh, she had other plans, <laughs> so she dropped out oh, of college. Yeah. Yep, I know a lot of kids that done that. <laughs> uh, no, when they get to be 18, they can do pretty well what they please. Uh, and if they thumb their nose at a full ride to college, you you, you can lead a horse to, wa- to water, but uh, you know how that goes. Well, it's, it's life, too, though. You know, they meet the right boy and stuff, too, so you never know. Yeah. Yeah. Never. That's, that's life. <laughs> Especially in Tennessee and Kentucky, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're in Kentucky, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You still fishing? Uh, not as much as I want to, but yeah, it's uh, been a rough couple of years for fishing for me. I don't think but, I can uh, work a fishing rod anymore. <laughs> well, that's. Still got to play some, you still got to play some Kentucky Lake? I do. Uh, I'm going to sell it in the spring. Uh, mm-hmm. All of my friends died that that were down there, and I used to go down there with and enjoy. 
There's not yeah. one left. Um, so That's it's sad. just a place now. And I went down there in the spring last year and and turned the water on and everything, and then I went back in the fall and winterized it. Uh, I cut the grass down there one time. It's time to get rid of it when you don't enjoy it any more than that. I sold my pontoon boat. Don't use that anymore. But, uh, you know, for many years, yeah, we enjoyed that. We were there every weekend and a lot of times during the week. My children didn't uh, have any desire, you know, to go down and fish. and So that has a lot to do with it. It does have a lot to do with it. It does have a lot to do with it. Well, you can look at, you know, there's other things you can do, too. Now, you can, if you can sit back and kind of enjoy yourself, too. Now, there's, uh, of course, you live in Tennessee, you know, that's the uh, best thing about Tennessee is you close to I-65, and you can hit that down toward Alabama or Florida down there in the panhandle. You can probably hang out down there for a little bit, too, you know. <laughs> well, we've traveled about all we want to travel, I think, for a while. We took 11 yeah. cruises in uh, three years. Yeah. Uh, I kind of got tired of riding the waves. <laughs> well, well, we better be careful. They're going to try to, to say use the sailor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, be hung with the Blue Water Navy, huh? Yeah. What about that? I think they might get it this time around. I think there's too much division. Uh they got a lot of sponsors, well, the, the, but there's a lot. The, the division was caused by the new Blue Water Navies themselves. Yeah. Um, but I think maybe some of the senators in Congress is kind of feeling guilty since most of them are no longer with us. Um, mm-hmm. The payout's going to be a whole lot less. I think yeah. they, they might make it. I don't know. Did you see some of the ideas that were floating around in order to get them paid? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> some of the ideas were, uh, I don't know if uh, some other vets would give up a certain percentage of their compensation to pay them. No kidding. <laughs> no, no I've heard that. <laughs> I'm not going to laugh because it might happen. That's <laughs> uh, not going to happen. Not on my watch. But there's going to be some major Carol, changes. are you making any headway with your claim? No. <coughs> it's <coughs> same old situation. Are you at the BVA level? Well, I've been there and back. The judge there remanded it back because the appeals management center uh, didn't do their job, and the people that didn't, that did the CMP examinations, didn't do their job, so the court judge chastised them pretty heavy and sent it back. But uh, it, it, 
It's just a mess. It's one of these deals, if your claim don't get started off right, then uh, uh, you pay a heavy price for that. You do. It's hard to get it turned around. Yes, it is. But I have had them uh, own up to the fact that I was exposed to mustard agent, exposed to radiation, and exposed to herbicides, as well as uh, BX, BX modified. But... uh, uh, you just can't get them to a claim there's no nexus. Well, if you was exposed and you got the ailments, uh, I would say that's a nexus. <laughs> the nexus is really up to the medical professional, isn't it? Huh? The nexus is really up to the medical profession. To make that yeah, connection. Yeah. I have a, a good IMO from Dr. Bash that uh, Hello, really. Yeah, uh, caller, go ahead. It's T-Bird. Oh, hey, Gerald. It's T-Bird. I'm just calling in. Oh, okay. You have a question or a comment? Mm-hmm. I think you're doing a wonderful job. Well, we're. <laughs> Hello, Bird. It was a long time no hear from you. It's T-Bird. It's HadIt.com actual. (laughs) Actual, that's right. Actual. Well, uh, we had a slight technical glitch this morning. I went to send out our weekly newsletter, and it apparently is repeatedly sending out to everyone, so I'm sorry about that. Tech support is working on it. I'm getting just as many as everybody else. I'm really sorry about that. Well, at least we're informed. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, bears repeating. (laughs) So, and and I know people are struggling with the new format. You're not the only one. It's a little difficult for me. And other people are running the software having... The same problems with some of those members having a hard time reading it or understanding how it works now. I uh, I'm gonna try to lasso uh, Basser here into uh, helping me put a demonstration video together to make it a little bit easier for people. Mm-hmm. And uh, our network coming up on our 19 year anniversary. 19 years. Oh, when's that, T Bird? January 20th. Oh, January 20th. Five days from now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get cleaned up nice and pretty and put my teeth in and go have me a steak dinner. Oh, boy. Ooh. That sounds like a plan. (laughs) Steak dinner. I think you need to do a special show that day. Maybe we should do a show that day. Oh, that also reminds me. I'm be starting a new podcast. Well, I have actually another veteran that's going to be starting a new podcast for me. That's going to be about veterans and entrepreneurship. Huh. That sounds good. 
Yeah, because, you know, I just uh, in November went to a, a Veterans Women Entrepreneurial Conference put on by uh, something called DYS, which is Veteran Women Inspiring the Spirit of Entrepreneurship. It's put together by the I, uh, IAVA out of Syracuse University, which is the uh, Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans I can't even remember what the whole name is, but it's an excellent program. And if you're po- if you're pre nine eleven like myself, I got out before nine eleven. So uh, they have this women's program, and it's like a three day in person conference. And before that, it's a two week online course you have to do, and uh, it's really great for people entrepreneurs. If you or a post nine eleven veteran may have an even longer program for disabled vets called the Entrepreneurial Boot Camp for Disabled Veterans. And it I everything that everybody tells me it's just a Cadillac of programs out there. They couldn't treat you any better. And at D Wise they treat you just great. They're motivating speakers, great classes. I met a lot of interesting people. A lot of us are getting out of the service and looking to start our own businesses, uh, the economy being what it is. Uh, it's not always easy to get right out and find a job. And a lot of the things that the military trains us for and teaches us and eventually becomes part of our personality are you know, really good skills for people who want to start their own businesses. So we're going to have uh actually uh I uh, not only did, did the email screw up today but I actually slipped up and I had that first podcast with uh her name is Christian Newton uh scheduled for today she was going to interview me for her first podcast and then I realized that this was on the schedule I had to reschedule her for tomorrow I think we're going to do it and uh but uh yeah, January twentieth is the nineteen year anniversary. We got the uh newsletter going, we got the forum, we got the main website, we Chris Attic is guest uh guest blog giving us some guest articles for our website, which is full of nothing but great information. Uh we're up to like fourteen and a half thousand registered members now and Coming along on Facebook, I think I'm up to twenty or to twelve hundred likes. I'd like to get like I don't know forty thousand. Huh. <laughs> That's pretty nice. Well, yeah. T Bird, I'll tell you, why don't you let us try to work in? We're awful busy, but uh, that's January the twentieth. Yeah, see if you can <laughs> schedule me in. Well, we'll try to get you worked in. We can, we'll send you an email with our our schedule we have open. Drew, we pulled the captain's was... man. That's too <laughs> genuine <laughs> for you. Uh, yeah, well, we I got bash schedule too. So. Yeah. We got bash schedule too, so we. We could do a bachelor special too and make this had its anniversary show. That'd be fun. We have 
No problem with that, Gerald. We can do that, I think. Yeah. We'll check our notebook. I think we're all right. We're in the clear. Yeah. I can see my calendar from here. Yeah. So, and John, how long have you been on Paddock? Me? Uh, let's see, it's 19th anniversary. Uh, probably going on about 18 years. Yeah. Long time. And I say it's a long time. If I were Japanese, it'd be a wrong time. <laughs> right. How about you, Gerald? It's been a few years I, since you came to us. I think it was 2006, wasn't it, or 2004 when I joined. Okay. Really, 2006, yeah. Art might have been for. Two thousand and five is a distinguishing year because we started in nineteen ninety seven and we had uh through those from nineteen ninety seven to two thousand and five we had different forum software that we would use and then we'd grow too big and I'd have to get something else and we'd grow too big and I'd have to get something else. And then in 2005, we went to the current system. It's grown with it, although the upgrades, you know, are, no one might change, but. So, Tebert, when did you switch, when did we switch from linear to the Envision format? 2005. Okay. 2005. I remember I was a member for a long time on the linear forms. It was just lines. Right. Yeah, we had some sort of web board up there, and. Yeah, so. Uh, and, you know, but, but they, you know, uh, we had a lot of, uh, back in those days, uh, the, it was, the software we were using didn't have as good security, and we would get spammed and just stuff. And, just stuff. and it was hard to find. Back, well, back in the old days, we had Wally G, and, you know, had Berta, and Rod, right. and uh, the old Bird folks, you know. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Magoo, Riverine, Mr. Magoo, yeah, yeah, he was in the Philippines, wasn't he? I think he no, I think he was here. Wally G was in the Philippines. Wally G was yeah. Walter Gilmore, Walt Gilmore was Wally, yeah. And uh, a big shout out to a veteran named uh, Skip Dog. He was one of my first. Yeah, real believers yeah. in the website. Good people. Supported me in the very, very early days. Good people. Yeah. Mike, was it Mike Bailey? Was Riverine? Oh, the mobile Riverine sailor. Yeah. Uh, that might have been Mike Bailey. He, uh, I think he still has his site. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, He's out in Oregon, I think. We had him on the show here years ago. You know him, James? No. Okay. He's good people. Good people. He, Mike uh, Harris. Mike Harris. Mike Harris. That's him, Mike Harris. That's him, but uh, Tess Fed. And uh, yeah. Mike Harris still has his uh, website. If anybody wants to visit, riverinesailor.com. Yep. Uh, and 
he has his uh, personal view of the Vietnam War and photos and memorabilia and stories. And I tell you a little story about that. Uh, I got a friend here that uh, I was in reserve with, and then uh, I go to VA, meet him to VA all the time at the dental office. He's a retired Kentucky State Trooper, and uh, he was actually. Uh, I mean, it's, this dude is is one of his larger than life individuals. And uh, he's a big-time River Ring sailor. And uh, I was talking to him, and we were talking about Mike, which has been a couple of years ago, and he knew very well they knew each other. And uh, oh, yeah. we tried to put them back in touch each other. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, you know. Some of the stories they tell is unbelievable. I know. Unbelievable. I I know a guy that was in Vietnam, which, of course, bad enough, right? In the jungle, bad enough. Army Airborne Ranger, still not so great. Then he was in this group called Recondo, which was a, there weren't that many of them, and they would get dropped in places where they may or may not should be, and they would go about and their thing and they get picked or and so he checked up this jungle trail and sits down by himself to have a smoke and just take a minute sit down and he looks up from a cigarette and there's a tiger standing a bit of a distance away from him looking at him I'm like well, you gotta be it's SOB I've ever met <laughs> He's like, oh, I prayed for my aim to be true and straight. <laughs> so, yeah. Them animals are dangerous in war. Yeah. Well, in New Guinea, know, one of the largest, one of the largest Japanese casualties ever was a bunch of Japanese soldiers were crossing a river and a bunch of crocs got them. Oh man! Yeah, it's true. I'm you, probably spit them oh, out, I'm... but they still got them. A oh, bunch of what got them? Crocodiles. Oh, crocs! <laughs> I thought you said something else. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, there's a whole lot about the war stuff they don't tell you, right? Like, you could get killed. You're gonna see horrible things. Oh, and by the way. A wild animal may eat you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you what, it's da- the military is a dangerous place. Just being a game warden at, a, at, at one of our colonist bases, Agent Orange, the Agent Orange Tiger will get you. Isn't yeah. that right, Jane? Yeah. <laughs> and snakes and alligators. We had those down there. Yeah. That, yeah. that Agent Orange Tiger hit yeah. on you for years. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah they, they, they don't give up. <laughs> Yep, and that is best a snake gets in your body too. Look out! Oh yeah, oh, bad stuff. The sailor's companion. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, uh, so uh, I, I just wanted to uh, say uh, welcome back, James. I was glad to hear you were on the show again. I appreciate your opportunity. 
We were, I was just uh, talking to my niece. We were just uh, going over your incredible story of uh, finding that shed and still had the same lock on it, running into that guy and having to fill out that paperwork for you and for your pain. That was just a whole lot of incredible stuff. Incredible coincidence. Don't see it every day. Oh, proud of you, James. Yeah, I think it's just like putting a puzzle together. You know, I'm going to qualify for this old award, and I'm going to qualify for either R1 or R2. And that takes, uh, you know, you, you, you start building on that 10 years prior, not realizing what the end result is going to be or the requirements for that end result. You right. just end up with them. Right. And, you know, I'm glad you're getting them. I'm sorry you have to. Um, well, like I say, it's, uh, if you're entitled to it, then you should have it. Couldn't agree more. How's National treat you, Joe? Is it pretty good to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, in fact, with the special adaptive housing grant, we're fixing to start a new home. Good deal. Yeah, it should be finished. Well, we started in the spring. I think we'll wait till spring. You gonna build an action but, uh, city? Uh, I'm where I'm at now. Yeah, I'm on a 35 acre farm, and yeah. we'll just cut off part of this 35 acres and build it right here. Good deal. I can't imagine living anywhere else. Don't really want to move out of this home. Uh, but it's either give up the the grant or spend eighty thousand on this one that we don't need. You know, it doesn't need any repairs or any work. Or build a new home that's handicapped second accessible and I think that makes more sense. That does you need something place where you can get around and, you know, make it easier on you to mow, you know, to be mobile and agile. Yeah, uh, wonderful place here for the grandkids, and I enjoy watching them and spending time with them. And they got four wheelers, and and uh, it's just the ideal place for me to live, uh, live out the rest of my life. That's wonderful. I'm enjoying my new Ford Explorer that was partially bought by the. Yeah, the the uh, vehicle grant and adaptive equipment. What did it give you? Is that a twenty thousand dollar deal there? What is that? That's uh, twenty thousand one hundred and fourteen dollars. But between the did time you? that I actually bought the vehicle and they paid for the vehicle, the grant went up. Did so it? it went up about seventy five bucks, uh, mm. and I got the difference from that. So did you have uh, problems processing it. I didn't hear you. Do you have any problems processing that or going through that process? No. The biggest problem I had is the, I, I went to one dealer, well, several dealers, and they all told me we're not going to give you a vehicle until we get paid our money. Yep. Well, the big thing on the ground, the VA tells you not to sign that until you're until the vehicle's delivered. So it's catch-22. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how far you are from Clarksville, uh, 
But yeah. I wonder, I got to thinking, Clarksville is um, is a military town, 101st, Fort Campbell is up there. They're bound right. to deal with these things all the time. So I called Clarksville. I said, yeah, sure, come on up. We processed five last week. We just count that as money down, and, yeah, we'll go ahead and give you the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they were great. a pleasure to deal with, yeah. Well, the other dealers lost money, you, so. Yeah, when you, when you, when you go to cash in that, that allowance, go to a military town where they know something about it. Well, you remember the DAV, ain't you? Uh, yeah, I remember the DAV and the VFW and the American Legion and all did of you use the DAV's X? Did you get the DAV's X-Plane price on it? No, because uh, I got an A-Plan price. Uh, my father-in-law was Ford employee. You got a better plan. So it, which is the exact same thing as an X-Plan. Well, it's better than an X-Plan. It's a Z-Plan. Yeah. It's a couple uh, of dollars cheaper. <laughs> Yeah, I got they got the vehicle at a right price, got the rebate. Um and then when everything was said and done, they returned the VA returned twenty five hundred dollars for adaptive equipment, that being the power steering, power brakes, leather seats. Mm-hmm. Uh yep. it was a it was a great benefit. Yeah, of course the taking care explorer of cost about twice what the grant was, but <laughs> Yeah, well, you, you know, I could, have, I could have picked something, but something smaller. The VA recommended at least the size of an Explorer because the scooter is a little bunch of weight on on the back of a smaller vehicle like an Escape. Oh yeah, I could understand that. You wouldn't want to tip it over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you do no wheelies and that thing. Gerald, <laughs> you listen to this now? Yeah. <laughs> I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jerry, I plan to get me one. Now, well, you what's, know, uh, the, uh, what's the VA's uh, the VA? Uh, what will they provide? Like a wheelchair, and then if you want one of those scooters, you go through Medicaid. No, well. Uh, they, they called me in and and made an appointment at the wheelchair clinic. And I told them I didn't want a wheelchair. I didn't ask for a wheel whirl scooters, what we're talking about. Uh-huh. And I wouldn't use one. So they said, Mr. Cripps, what color do you want your scooter? Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes down to it, you really have no choice but to take it. Um, so I've got the scooter and I've got the mount and uh, they told me to take the scooter home put it in my garage and not use it so that's exactly what I've done I'm not going to get on that thing until I need it uh, yep. and I just don't feel like I'm there yet yep. I'm still riding around in my Pioneer you know <laughs> yeah well that's good You'll need it for long anyway, though, so just, you know, you got well, it. Well, that's what they it. said. We're going to take care of this all at one time. We're not revisiting it. We're going to go ahead and get you the scooter. Now, if you want a wheelchair, we'll get you an electric wheelchair, too. Mm-hmm. So the offers are on the table. But in my existing home, I don't have the width in the hallways and the doorways to get around in an electric wheelchair. In the new home, 
it'll be especially adaptive, and I'll look at it harder then. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they're taking care of us. That's good. Uh, Gerald, buddy, we're out of time. We need to... to uh, Wrap it up. Okay. Well, James, I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, hope we can get you back on here. And T. Bird, we want to thank you for tuning in. And uh, I was uh, here on time. I just had trouble getting in. It was me. Well, I I seen you in there, and I tried to to ring you in once, but. You left the room, so yeah, I, I figured I you'd was, had enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just having some technical issues, I'm sure. But yeah, I well, Steve Bird, I'd like to say, without your work, I certainly wouldn't be as far along as I am. You made that possible. Uh, just the communication. Well, well thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to help you. Well, you have done that more than you know. Yeah, Haddad has really done a great veteran service uh, out there and continues to do so. And we all want to work towards the same end, making it the, the best possible informational site for veterans that it can be. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, uh, so we all do a little bit, and that that helps. Some do a lot, and some do a little. But as long as somebody's done something, everybody should be able to do something. We hope. But uh, at any rate, this will be Gerald Cook, and uh, with Jay Basser, we'll be signing off for now. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Master Show. <laughs>